2: to me from the urology center of iowa for 75 years
1: ncmic
3: has been doing the right thing for its customers employees and the community now here's miller and condon
1: Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. About a half an hour from now, Scott Dockerman from The Athletic will join us. Interesting tweet, kind of a cryptic tweet from Matt Weitzel, who's the SID, Mm -hmm. one of them, uh, at the University of Iowa. This was his tweet. If you try to guess the start time for the Hawks' home finale against Illinois on November the 20th,
2: you will likely be wrong. Hmm, all right, so 11 a.m. would be the first guess. Logical, right? And that's Iowa State has been scheduled against Oklahoma, big that's noon kickoff. Big noon kickoff on Fox, yep. That is uh, okay, I like that, so right. it knows that we're not going to be pushed up against each other. Or does it go at 10.30? Well, our friend John Camp said old school, 1 p.m., like it was way yeah, back in the day every yeah. game at 1 o'clock. But could it mean a night game? I think so. I think that's the direction, and maybe a goofy start time on top, like 5.30 or something like that, Yeah, or 4 five. o'clock, or 5, yeah. You get a goofy start time on top mm-hmm. of it, go something along the way. But under around. the lights. Under at the lights. With Bielema coming home. Yeah, haven't had a night
1: game this year. Well, we'll see. Maybe more info by the time we get off the air. Let's get Bama Bob in here as we go around college football. Hello, Bama. How are you?
3: I'm good. Anything after 4.30 is a night game now, Ken. <laughs> yes,
1: yes, it is. Sadly, you are 100% correct. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Anyways, can't do anything about it? No sense bitching about it. Well, this week, fellas, teams 3, 9, 12, 17, 18, 20, and 23 all lost uh, as they uh, began Saturday and the top 25 did not go their way. Florida making a bunch of changes. Washington making a bunch of changes and not waiting for the end of the season. Let's recap and go around college football from a national perspective as we always do. We will, should we, bypass. Do You want to
2: let us if we have time at the end, okay. how about we get to the crappy started the- Well, the
4: best game of the week in that conference wasn't the conference
3: games. So, right. I mean that's yeah. true. <laughs> Two conference teams. They, they pimp themselves out to Notre Dame so bad that Wake and you know, North Carolina, mm-hmm. an undefeated number nine Wake Forest team, can lose fifty eight to fifty five in regulation to North Carolina and oh what it doesn't matter. It yeah. doesn't count. Hey, I bet NC State
2: loves that. Yeah, no kidding after the season that they have had. NC State cashed their over ticket officially here with a win against Florida State you're listening this summer oh is that right you're
1: welcome nice 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 good stuff
2: well let's get to the big 12 bam i'll just throw this one out to you first and then we'll come back to
1: the rest of them uh the iowa state game you watched it or watched most of it anyways mm-hmm. uh iowa state they're trailing seven to three at the end of the ha- first half kind of lethargic but boy what a difference uh a 15 minute rest period makes but they came out of they were a different football team Brees hall in particular and john haycock's defense your thoughts on the clones
3: Yeah, that was, that was what we were kind of expecting all year, Ken. I mean, if you, if you really want to get down to it, we thought they were the best team, uh, or, you know, one of the top two teams in in the conference. And they've just, they haven't looked like it. They didn't look like it in the first half, but, uh, that's what, that's what we expected. And I'll tell you another thing, and I'll own this. I was dead wrong about the excitement around that game in Ames. That was a fun environment Mm -hmm. Saturday night. And I give Iowa State fans all the credit. Uh, for that, because you know, going into the year, you thought, well, oh man, you know, they had dreams of a playoff, you know, dancing in their heads or a conference championship or whatever. And it's just, it's, it's the the first is certainly out the window. The second, they're going to need all kinds of help, but uh, they did get a little bit of that yep. uh, this weekend. But I, I give them credit for showing up and being loud. And I, I think as as much the story of the second half is with Iowa State. Finally, looking like we thought they might. Man, Texas has got some kind of problems <laughs> going on there, and they've got to win. They got to win their last two games, I think, just or two of the three to be boiled. Yeah, they three.
1: got four and wins. Yeah,
3: two. yeah, that's not going to sit well. I don't, I don't care, first year, whatever, because Sarkeesian kind of backed himself into a corner when he took the job. He said, "Look, we have talent here. We just have to get it organized and." You know, all these kind of – something to that effect. It was was basically like, hey, the cupboard is stocked, and we just have to get them – you know, put them in the right positions. And, man, they had not – they just have not done that at all. They're going to – you'd like to think that they'll get Kansas this week to get them to five, (laughs) and then they're going to have to split West Virginia. There's that Morgantown trip again. And Kansas State, which I don't think anybody likes to play – I don't think you want to go (laughs) – to, to Manhattan?
1: Or,
3: or, no, it's in or, Austin. Austin. Yeah, it's in Austin. You're right. I don't think you want to play Kansas State with bowl eligibility on the line. I just don't. I just don't think that's one of those teams you want to face. But again, give all the credit to Iowa State, especially that second half. They made the adjustments Texas never did, never could. And all the credit in the world to the clone fans for making that a fun environment. Because as you said, and I hadn't thought about it, could be the last time they see Texas in Ames, yep. Uh, yep. depending on how the how the Big Twelve. Uh,
1: Mojo works out. So, uh, Trent, Oklahoma State, uh, over, pounding West Virginia mm-hmm. or Baylor getting upset? Either one of those you want to talk about?
2: Uh, I want to talk about the Baylor-TCU game because I told you guys that's what was going to happen. But secondly, the reason you I want to tell you. You another good week. Go ahead and puff your chest out. You're on a roll. Chandler Morris. Yeah, I saw the text message. <laughs> <laughs> Chandler Morris comes in, plays really well for TCU yeah. in that victory. Kid, yeah, that started Oklahoma. Uh, was a good dual threat coming out. His dad, Chad Morris, I think mm-hmm. we know that game, yep. from college football circles. But I go to the hometown kid, or the in-state kid, Max Duggan. Iowa State's going to be looking for a quarterback next year. Iowa might be looking for a quarterback next year. Max Duggan has put up numbers throughout his career. Yeah. A return home for two years of eligibility for the Council Bluffs product, Clip Max Clip and Duggan. save
1: Trent Conn, because he's played hurt. I mean, yes. He's played hurt
2: his entire career. Yes. You know what? That's something to watch. Put that on the radar, yeah. folks. Max Duggan coming home. That's a, that's a clip and save. Anything else in the Big Twelve, Bama? Uh,
3: not really.
1: I mean, the Baylor game surprised me a little bit, and good
3: for TCU. I mean, yeah. good for that for those kids. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know whether Gary Patterson should have been let go or not. You would have thought maybe, uh, you know, he he would have the chance to dig his way out of it. But whatever whatever they think, they are. Nationally, um which, you know, maybe they're having a little bit of, you know, delusions of grandeur or whatever, what that program really is. Well,
1: now they're interested in Matt Campbell. Did you see that tweet from a blue oh, check yeah. mark?
3: okay. Uh, yeah. yeah, good well, luck. Good, good deal. Yeah, so's Kansas, but guess what? He ain't going there either. Right. So, um, yeah, he's not going to leave Iowa State for TCU. Of course. But I just, I just, I mean, if he does, I. I I would be stunned. I mean, I never say never with coaches anymore, Ken, because, I mean, just when This you think
1: feels it, like a never, though. Yeah,
3: <laughs> yeah I, I would think it would have to. I mean, why? You're talking about a lateral move. Oh, I not mean, even, maybe, yeah. not even lateral, I don't think. I mean, I get not to get he he the does. money,
1: and it's Texas, and it's Dallas, and it's Fort Worth, no, but I, still.
3: If, if he's going to leave, he's going to leave for, you know, much greener pastures or the NFL, yeah. uh, in my opinion. But uh, Oklahoma State, I mean... Uh, that, that to me outside, you know, really, if you want to look at the story of the conference and take Iowa, the Iowa angle out of it, that to me is a story because they, they went in and did what Iowa State couldn't. They took care of business. They left themselves, uh, you know, squarely in the driver's seat to make that Big 12 championship game. Uh, they've got a couple of, you know, they obviously they have bedlam at the end of the year. They get TCU at home next week, and then they go to love it. So if they can, even if they split those two, I think they're still good. So to me, nationally, Oklahoma State is the story, and they just keep you know they're going to move up a little bit because of, you know the carnage, and the lottery numbers that you just ripped off at the start of it mm-hmm. uh, is what it sounds like. You know, we talk yeah. about the teams that lose, so they're they're going to move up and. Uh, just keep climbing, and I think Bedlam's going to be, we're going to get back-to-back Bedlam.
1: And it could be uh, huge for Iowa State, Bammy, because if Iowa State runs the table, and then they'll yep. be cheering like hell for Oklahoma, because if Oklahoma picks off Ohio uh, Oklahoma State, tiebreaker yep. goes to the clones. Let's move on. Let's go to the Big Ten trend. I guess we have to, I mean, first and foremost, right, Purdue again. Yep. How about that team? Told you. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to we to hear here. a lot of <laughs> things. How many things we're going to get <laughs> gonna say,
2: yeah. uh, My biggest thing was Wisconsin. I know it's Rutgers. I get it. But they're figuring – Yeah, the, I think they the have. The defense has always been a mm-hmm, But the offense is coming around. And Mertz doesn't yep. have to be great, nope. and they've understood this, and they're limiting what he has to do. But if you're Ohio State, who doesn't look invincible – No, that defense invincible, is, No, I agree with you. If Michigan does pull the shocker and actually beats Ohio State at the end of the year – you want to see Wisconsin sitting there at 9-3 and three, and you have to beat that team with that physical defense to get to a college football no. playoff? I think the East is getting nervous about yeah. the Badgers. Yeah, that's a great point. Uh, do you want to opine on Purdue or do you want to move on? The way they threw the football again. And Michigan it's
1: State's football defense what, is what, I mean, why, why do you need to? I mean, how can you
2: let this kid do what he does? I don't week in and week out. It's amazing. In his final three, we knew Iowa was involved. The other one, Ohio State. Imagine him with Alave Mm. and Wilson when he's healthy. That's unfair. And that, what was it, uh, Najigba Smith... Yeah, he he was be, good this week. Yeah, he was excellent. Yeah, I mean, think of that four receivers. Has there ever been a collection of four receivers ever like that in college football? I mean, the three that they already have, yeah. and David Bell went to Ohio State too. Yeah, yeah, unbelievable, Bama.
1: Your thoughts? Uh, I watched Illinois in Minnesota. A <laughs> you're a ago. miserable man over that there. That was <laughs> that was tough. That was tough. Illinois has got a good defense. I'll give him, I'll give you him know that.
3: Bill, Bill was getting getting there. I yeah. think he I think you can you can see a blueprint if you're an Illinois fan. You can kind of see a blueprint, what he wants to do. And he's he, he done it at, uh, you know, he did it at Arkansas. He did it at Wisconsin. I mean, he's just, it's, it's, this is how he's, and I think maybe that's how you're going to have to win it at Illinois. And you can just kind of see it coming. And look, they've had a good year. I mean, I know they're four and six and so probably not. They need to, to beat, to a, they
1: need to come to Iowa and beat them and then, and then they host Northwestern.
3: Beat yeah, the Hawks. And I don't think. I don't think that's going to happen, Nor do I. but I think they've had a good year. Wow. I mean, I just, Better. for a first year from, yeah, from where they were and maybe it's something they can build on And again, you don't know how the transfer portals and all that kind of stuff's going to work next year. So it, we're into the sport now is like, well, oh, these guys are coming back, you know, look there, because everybody can transfer anywhere they want to. Now, it just seems like with, with impunity. So they've had a good year, uh terrible game by Minnesota. Um, I thought the Ohio State win. Nebraska keeps playing hard. Mm-hmm. I mean, I give him credit for that. I, I don't. We talked about Frost. I don't know about his job security, but I, the one thing I think he has going for him is
1: he's owed twenty million.
3: Team. Yeah, well, that that's yeah, that's 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 the biggest thing probably. But that team has not quit, uh-huh. and they played hard. They played hard all year, especially that defense. Yep. And again, we talked about Martinez and nauseam, but. Purdue, to me, is a story. O'Connell, holy crap. I mean, 536 mm-hmm. yards. Um, Walker, I thought that, that early fumble kind of hurt them. And, you know, David Bell is not going to be really in the Heisman conversation, but maybe he should be. Mm-hmm. And I just think that, I mean, he's got a chance this week. I mean, they're at, I think, what is, they're at Ohio State this week. Is that the big noon game?
1: Uh, let me look what the big noon game is this week. The big noon should be (laughs) the big noon kickoff. Let me get my thing to scroll up here. It is, uh, it is Oklahoma Baylor.
3: Oh, it's Oklahoma Baylor.
1: Oklahoma Baylor, big noon.
3: I mean, you know, okay. You know, I'm not a network executive, but I'm telling you that, that Purdue Ohio state game's got a chance to be fun. Uh, I think. And about, you know, you mentioned the receivers for Ohio state and good Lord, and one of their best ones is playing at Alabama right now. Could you imagine if that kid mm. was still on the team, mm-hmm. Jamison Williams? Mm-hmm. Um, and thank God for him because otherwise, uh, who knows what would have happened Saturday night? But yeah, I mean, Rutgers, I think you're right, has found some stuff out. Iowa just keeps muddling along. Um, they're still in it, yeah. Um, but you know, they're going to need some help or whatever. But the Purdue, the, you know, just O'Connell for Purdue. That was a story. I mean, and in in, if you really want to look at it across all all the conference not only did they knock off number three you know probably knocked him out of the playoff i know they still got a couple of big games left but uh for that kid to throw for over 500 yards uh, against michigan state to me and outplay kenneth walker and again bell just oh my goodness he's devontae smith i mean he's just so smooth (laughs) yeah it's a good one strong with the ball really really good so that to me was a story uh
1: to the pac-12 trent utah friday night just destroyed Mm -hmm. stanford destroyed stanford um, Arizona finally won a game. They did. Give the Cats a little love. And here's the biggest head-scratcher to me. How in the world, after we've watched Oregon State seemingly you know, have a pretty good season they're putting together, go into Boulder and get beat by a terrible Buffs
2: team? They've lost three out of four now after that nice start, including losing to Washington State, Colorado, and Cal Ugh. the week previous. Brutal. That's kind of the middle part of the Pac-12. It's just a bunch of... Soft, gooshy crap. It's not very good. I was hopeful of that Beavers team, and then maybe they'd sneak in and, and give us something fun in the title game. I think the story, though, was Utah. For sure. Just how, how they demolished Stanford. And I made the excuse for Oregon last week. The Stanford loss is maybe not as bad as it looked because they were without their offensive coordinator for that game and just how much they've struggled when Moorhead isn't there. But when Stanford's losing by 45, whew, it's really, really difficult to come up— if it comes down to Oregon and somebody for one spot, when that's your loss and Stanford's Ugh. this bad, it's tough to come up with a good argument. That's a, that's a
1: great point. And how good potentially Utah Oregon going to be? And yeah. how about the stakes for the Ducks if indeed we get to that point? Bama, your thoughts on the on the Pac-12? Yeah,
3: I think uh, I don't know if David Shaw's in trouble, Ken. Mm. I mean, I think I texted you this. You I mean, that that's just a bad. That's a bad bad loss. I mean, I. I What have they really done the last several years? I I don't have the record in front of me, and he's another guy kind of like Patterson. I mean, he built that – he kind of elevated that program. I know Harbaugh was there. He kind of took over from him, sustained it a little bit. But you just get annihilated at home by 45 points. And I know Utah's good, and they're probably better than Stanford, but that shouldn't happen. Um, Oregon State, I'm I'm with you on that one. It's a shame. I was hoping that we get a little – you know, a little – Beaver love, if you want to call it that, uh, at the end of the season. Uh, I was going to say, this to yeah, show up on ADs.
1: What's the deal I, he does was, on Friday? One of
3: those things, as soon as <laughs> Unnecessary I... Unnecessary like, censorship. How, how am I going to get out of this? <laughs> um, uh, but I did, you know, Arizona State, I thought that was a good win. And by the way, how about those Pat Tillman helmets? Were those just yeah, gorgeous? Yeah. I mean, with the logo on the side, mm-hmm. I mean, good for them. Uh, and, and, and good for that university still honoring what that guy did because we can have a whole other discussion about him. And just a, a guy who didn't talk just put his money where his mouth was, left, went and did something about it, paid the ultimate price for it, but uh, really just committed to his beliefs and didn't just talk about him But uh, good for Herm. You know, Oregon, I know the margin doesn't look great, but I watched uh, a little bit of that game, and there was there was a point – in the middle of that game where it, it just, I mean, you're talking about just a storm coming through. And and I know they're used to playing with wet footballs up there, but it was just as sloppy as you'll ever see uh, condition-wise. So I give them a little bit of credit. It's a rivalry game. Uh, Washington, it looks like, kind of has some issues on that coaching staff. They've already fired their coordinator. There was an issue on the sideline um with lake and so i don't know what's going to happen ultimately to that program he probably won't be around for very long but uh, you know listen you mentioned oregon and that, that's just they've got to one out and they got to one out big and they got to one out impressively i think they're still going to be number four uh when it's all said and done i don't think they're going to drop but um I don't know that they can beat Utah right now. I think Utah, much like the Badgers, I think Utah is one of these really good teams. For whatever reason, it took them a while to get going, and once they get going, uh, I think they're going to be hard to stop because they, right now, they kind of look like the class of that conference.
2: So I just uh, got this. It's from an offshore, but it's the Heisman odds. Heisman odds right now. Bryce Young is now the favorite for Alabama. See, really, no, as we go God. to the SEC, he's two to one uh, offshore. Kenneth Walker behind him. C.J. Mm-hmm. Stroud. You have to go way down though. This was the one that if I had to make a wager on this, Desmond Ritter in Cincinnati, of course, still surviving, mm-hmm. but he's fifty to one. If we get to the end of the year and Bryce Young struggles in there's the championship no favorite game, trend. at fifty to one, I, there's worse where's bets David to make Bell? Bad. Is he in that list? He's not even on the list. That's
3: ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Yeah. That's that's a good that's one. You're looking off the people that aren't watching the sport.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: I mean, because that kid is—he's as good a receiver as there is in the country right now. I mean, he's—he's he's just that good.
1: Uh, I'm with you. Uh, let's, you know, just real quick because we won't bring up the ACC. I I wrote this down. I wanted to, I wanted to bring it up. Um, uh, so so Friday night, Boston College and Virginia Tech play Friday night. Was it Friday night? Mm-hmm. So I watched a little bit of that game, and all the Boston College players on the back of their jersey were all Wells. Wells, 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 every single one of them. So I, I, I looked, I, I googled it, right. So this Wells guy, did you hear the story of nine eleven? The red bandana. Mm hmm. Yes. That's Wells. Yes. And they, he's a Boston, and and the red bandana somehow did it survive. or they found it on nine eleven? Is that what it is?
3: I don't remember the exact story, and I wish I had. Um, I remember watching a documentary on it, though, or a piece. I or something think he on kept
1: it. running back into the towers. Yes,
3: and they kept talking about the guy in the the red, red bandana.
1: bandana. Yes, Yep. that's yep. who it is. I'm positive. Name. Yep. And yep. anyways, Absolutely. they honored him, and instead of having their their own name on the back mm-hmm. of their jersey. Every one of the players oh, had wells. So what the heck's going on here anyways because we don't talk yeah. about the ACC, but we do about the SEC and Trent, your takeaway on the SEC was what
2: Well I just I want to set up Bama here you, you got to take us in here Alabama again does not look very good easily Can't run the football no. could have lost that game People got to be going crazy down there right now. fill us in Bama what it's like being down there and, and being in the eye of the storm with everybody going crazy with the Crimson tide
3: well what what's happening is they are they're they're really nervous. And they should be, okay? Alabama's played three really sloppy games this year. One was against Tennessee where they gave up a ton of big plays in the passing game, but they just – Tennessee couldn't stop them. They didn't have enough to to stop them. One, they lost to Texas A&M. They couldn't finish it. They got behind, played sloppy. Everybody kind of watched that one, penalties, turnovers, you know, bad play calls on – third and goal with the one they throw it they get you know first and goal with the four they throw it three times all this kind of stuff and then coming out of a bye week Saturday night, LSU had the ball down six with six minutes to go first and goal with the eight and I mean that it was getting real here <laughs> let me tell you because when I'm when I'm you know, texting a few buddies of mine and they're like what is happening but the fact that they can't run the football, LSU still has talent, okay? They still, for whatever reason, what's happened has happened this year. But with all the players they were missing on defense, you know, Stingley and some other guys on defense, but for them not to be able to run the ball, and I know their center got hurt and had to move some guys around, but they didn't even try to run the ball uh, because they couldn't. They just absolutely couldn't. Um, Bryce Young, this was a game that was on his shoulders, but – I'll, I'll tell you what is—it's almost resigned to the fact now, guys, that they can't beat Georgia if, mm-hmm. if they if they are able to finish out, and they should. They got New Mexico State this week, which is a you know one of the worst teams that you'll find around. Then they get Arkansas at home. Everybody's pretty confident they, they can beat Auburn after that display at A and M, which
1: was it's, another in, good story. It's in,
3: yeah, it's in Jordan Hair, but. Mm-hmm which will make it tougher but you know the 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 consensus is they'll finish out and they'll play Georgia and Georgia will just absolutely roll them because they can't run the football and if they can't and they've got a great running back if they can't figure out how to run it that Georgia will just absolutely swallow up Bryce Young and I think that it's starting to get to that point now because there's no way LSU should have been in that game. Orgeron was coaching his butt off. If you watched any of that game on the sidelines and you could just see he, he said on the sideline and, and, and Street saw it and, and, you know, repeated it back. He goes, he's basically said, they didn't come to play tonight boys and LSU did. And he's right. They didn't. And coming out of a bye week and, Nick Saban's babied this team all year like I've never seen before. He's not called anybody out. He—I don't know what it is, but I think he knows that he's got a fragile team, and they—they need—they're not going to hang with Georgia if they played them today. And I just—I think it's starting to come around to that. Uh, that everybody's going to get nervous. That, 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 yeah, they can win, but they're not beating Georgia, and if they don't, they're not making the playoff.
1: Trent, where's Jonathan Davis on that list? The do everything defensive lineman. For I think Georgia. he was like
2: eighth. He's got it. I wonder if he's even going to get an invite. He might be the most dominant player. If he, what's more likely, he gets an invite as they go undefeated and, mm-hmm. and make the run through, or is it Brian Robinson Jr. of Alabama?
3: it shouldn't be it shouldn't be Robin. i think
2: i I, th- I think it's davis
1: yeah i think it's yeah. davis yeah he is the sixth choice on mm. the board here's just a, a just a throw in before we do this before we get to our our playoff stuff here so with i when i was stay playing in the in the 6 or 630 i didn't see anything at night other than those two i didn't see my guilty pleasure in tennessee and kentucky play so tennessee had the football for 13 minutes and 52 seconds, scored 45 points and won the game. It was
2: like Wake Forest against yeah. Army a couple weeks ago.
1: That kind of was. That's yeah. crazy. Uh thirteen fifty two was their time in possession. They scored 45 points and won the football game. Uh, well, there
3: was a, there was an NFL game yesterday, Ken. I can't remember which one it was. They had a 98-yard drive.
1: Yeah, no, it was Chargers. It was the Chargers against the Eagles. <laughs> it was the yes, they went <laughs> the 98 the yards one. and didn't score. <laughs> It's impossible. That's like the the only other the only
3: the craziest the only stat to me that's crazier and this was several weeks ago and I wish I would have brought it up and I had it on my notes to bring it up and I can't remember what game it was there was a team that punted on fourth and goal <laughs> no come on <laughs> it sure? was one of these. It was one of these sports center. You know, they had a personal foul and intentional grounding. And you know, they ended it up basically on like fourth and forty. They are out of field goal range. They punted on fourth. Oh,
1: and that's wild. I
3: can't. I wish I would have seen that. I, I meant to bring that up, but it was one of those not not top ten things. And that was just I'm like, what?
1: That's wild. Hey, we got to do this in three minutes because we got to get Doc in here. Yeah. We're over time. Who just and we're gonna cut it in half. Trent. Yeah. The committee tomorrow night will have these four schools as their top four in the playoff. The
2: committee will have Georgia. Yes. Alabama. Yes. Ohio State. Ohio State three. And Oregon. And Oregon. Oregon four. will be ahead of them. those will be the four though.
1: Uh the committee tomorrow night will have whom? Bama.
3: Exactly the same. They're just going to swap Ohio State. For Michigan, Michigan State? State? I think Oklahoma jumps to five and Cincinnati stays at six. You, they're yeah, not moving yeah. Cincinnati up after that slop. This is three weeks in a row for Cincinnati.
1: Yeah, I know it. You're right. And
3: they, Tulsa was on the goal line.
2: It was the wildest ending up the scored. In team. He just his knee went down.
3: Scored yeah, a touchdown. Yeah. yeah. I, I just, I mean, I, they're not moving Cincinnati up. I think OU is going to jump a couple of places off of a buy. Um, but yeah, I've got the exact same four, and then Oklahoma, Cincinnati.
1: All right, I went Oregon 3, Ohio State 4. Yeah, I think I think you're right. Uh, but you rather, could, yeah, The head-to-head will matter now. Know,
3: Oregon, mm-hmm. uh, it, it'll start mattering, mm-hmm. but Oregon did not look as well. No. Ohio State had the better win, but at some point, you've got to say, you got to look at it and go, yeah, they they beat Ohio State in Columbus without Kayvon Thibodeau. So at some point, you got to start factoring that in.
1: Bam, we're out of time. Got to let you go, brother. Talk to you Friday. Thank you.
3: Look forward to it, guys. Yep. Take care.
1: Good to talk to you. All right, Scott Dockerman coming up right now. It's time for another $1,000 handoff. Text the keyword. Cash. Cash to 200. 200 right now. Your chance at a $1,000 cash. Cash to 200, 200.
0: You'll get a confirmation text and info. Standard data and message rates apply in this nationwide contest.
2: All right, uh, Doc next. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106. XNO. Trent Condon here to tell you about Rent the new revenue rocket ship. Putting your home up for rent, not for sale. But why would you do that in a seller's market? Just do the math. Selling a home will catch you some cash once. While renting a home keeps that cash coming month after month after month. And because there are always renters, but not always buyers, rent estate is foolproof, recession-proof, and retirement plan positive. What's not to love? The hassles of being a landlord for one monthly flat rate renters warehouse will take away the tedious tasks tend to your tenants answer the 3 a.m. calls market your property and collect the rent make the savvy long game paradigm shift and choose rent estate with renters warehouse get your free rental price analysis today go to Renterswarehouse.com or call 515-528-4429 515-528-4429 because you can't buy happiness.com Com. Family-owned since 1970, Kemker's True Value and Rental helps you buy what you want and rent what you need. Get to work on that to-do list with help from Kemker's True Value and Rental. Kempker's has all your hardware needs, plus their rental catalog is perfect for do-it-yourselfers. With two Central Iowa locations to better serve you in Grimes and Huxley, make it Kemker's True Value and Rental. Find out what they can do for you at KemkersTrueValue.com. That's Kempker'sTrueValue.com.
0: Get in on the action with the world's largest sportsbook right at your fingertips. Circa Sports Iowa is where the pros play. Enjoy the highest limits, lowest takeouts, and competitive betting menus. Download, fund, and bet from anywhere in Iowa. Circa Sports Iowa. Sports betting the way it should be. Download your new bookie today. Visit CircaSports.com. Must be over 21 and present in Iowa to bet. Have a gambling problem? Call one 8
2: Do you remember the time that Michael Jordan won the first of his 3 P championships? It's been a while, but the answer is 1993. Do you know when Wolf Roofing started roofing houses? That's right. 1993. Wolf Roofing has been around for a long time. For your next roofing project, put the experience of Wolf Roofing on your side. Find them on the web at wolfroofing.net or give them a call at 515-225-8866 or online wolfroofing.net. Are you missing out
1: on life's activities because of hip pain? Ask your orthopedic surgeon about anterior advantage hip replacement. To learn more, visit aahip.com That's aahip.com The performance of hip replacement Replacements depend on age, weight, activity level, and other factors. There are potential risks, and recovery takes time. Only an orthopedic surgeon can tell you if hip replacement is right for you. To find an orthopedic surgeon in Central Iowa that uses anterior advantage hip replacement, go to aahip.com. Now back to Miller and Condon on 1460 KXO and 106.3 FM. Here's Ken and Trent. All right, welcome back, Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Well, we speculated when we saw the tweet from Weitzel as to what time Illinois I was going to kick off. Is there a chance, Trent, that this is game is under the lights, five o'clock, maybe six? Well, it's 1 o'clock. It's just been announced. (laughs) Illinois and Iowa will play on FS1, a 1 o'clock kickoff. Kind of turn the clock back, right? We did the Saturday night into Sunday. We are for this 1 o'clock kickoff. Is that okay with you, Scott Dockerman? I'm guessing so. Absolutely perfect. I don't know that
4: there's a better time for a college football game. I mean, you know, our TV windows kind of move things around, but uh, a 1 o'clock... Shoot, I'll take that every day, I'm sure. I think that's perfect for fans, too. It's not too early. You don't have to leave at 5 in the morning to get to Kinnick, and you don't get home at uh, midnight. So, hey, uh, I think it's a perfect time. To conclude the, the home season,
1: indeed it was. Well, let's go to let's go back to Saturday night. We obviously have to start with the quarterback. Watching Petrus attempt to throw the football, Doc. Clearly, there was something uh, something off. Uh, I mean, the two passes that were incomplete were both thrown into the ground in front of the receiver. Did you notice him during warmups? And and if so, could you tell uh, that there just wasn't you know anything on the football that he was really struggling with his, with his shoulder?
4: Yeah, I'd be lying if I said that I noticed it during, in the press box, uh, watching warmups, cause I watch them all and, uh, you know, all the quarterbacks, but, so I, I guess I just kind of overlooked that point. I figured, you know, hey, he talked on Tuesday, uh, he's giving it a go. There's really nothing to worry about, but I think once we saw those two throws really hit the, the turf there at, uh, or I should say the grass at, at Ryan Field, it was like, wow, this guy's really off today. Um, you know, is there? Are they going to make a change? And mm-hmm. lo and behold, after three series, they did. It's it's one of those things where you're even though it makes perfect sense, you're just shocked when it happens. Right. You know, that's just a non-Iowa thing.
2: Non-Iowa thing, and here it is now. A controversy, perhaps. We'll see <laughs> if it actually turns into that. But let's go odds. What what do you anticipate right now before talking to everybody tomorrow? Chances that we see Petra start on Saturday compared to what we see Padilla start on Saturday.
4: I think uh, I think it makes sense for Kirk Ferentz to see how long you know the Petris really needs to rest that shoulder. That's really what I think makes the most sense, and and you could use that however you want to. But I think in some ways um, you can't ignore what the offense was able to do when Alex Padilla was in there. At least the, those first couple of drives, and there was an energy uh there was uh there was greater anticipation with throws he was able to hit guys and target a little bit more often. I think that it just being the team responded to him now there were in the second half it was kind of more typical iowa stuff uh you know slow and and steady and turtle like but um <laughs> I think really. That you've got to, you've got to ride this out. I mean, this offense has been bad. We've talked about that for a long time. And, you know, granted, it only scored 17 points the other day, but it felt like there was an energy with it when he came in. And so I think Spencer Petrus, it'd be wise to, to rest his shoulder another week and let Alex Padilla see what he could do. Um, and, you know, and ride that hot hand. If he's, if he's, uh, if Spencer, I mean, if uh, Alex has a great game, then you got to make that switch. You got to do what's best for your team. If it's just a one-off thing against a, a bad team, we'll know it. We'll know it Saturday, and then they'll probably go back and say, "Well, Spencer was completely healthy, and and uh, we're we'll going back to Spencer uh, this week."
1: You know, speaking of typical Iowa, Doc, end of the first half, uh, they, they closed up shops. You know, they wanted no part of trying to use the – I think they had, they had either one or two timeouts left. Uh, it wasn't crazy uh, that they could, you know, make a couple of plays, get down the field, and give one of the best kickers uh, in the Big Ten, if not college football accuracy. Why shoot at an opportunity? But they decided they didn't want anything to do with that. Was that all predicated on the fact that it was Padilla that was in there and they just weren't sure that, you know, a two-minute offense that he was – up to that task? Was that what was behind it, do you think? Well, I mean, you know, they threw on every
4: down, right? I mean, going into that, uh, you know, I'm looking I'm looking here that they threw, uh, you know, from their own 11, they got all the way to the to the Northwestern 47 and they threw on almost every down except for the fourth down um, play, and, and then they got 17 yards out of that. So, I mean, I guess they could have had a Hail Mary on that last one. That's but, what I mean, yeah. Um, you know, they... they at that point, do you allow. I mean, when you throw a hail mary, you've got to have time in the pocket. Yeah. And and they they, had, they threw two incompletions before that. So I think in some ways it was kind of get out of the hunt. I mean, they already had a punt block, so they weren't going to punt. True. Uh, they you know they already had two incompletions. One was, one was stupidly called a fumble by a really sloppy officiating crew, um, and it came back. I think at that point it was just like all right, one play, two seconds left. Uh, from your own 43, or from their 43, I guess it was, um, don't do anything that gets you beat or gets you hurt.
2: Running game looked better. It was against the worst rush defense, though, in the Big Ten. One thing that jumped out, though, more than anything, felt like there was a lot more of straight-up blocking as opposed to the zone scheme. There are times we're just going to run it behind Linderbaum, run it behind Shooter, and and just go that direction, straight-up blocking. Did you see the same thing, Doc?
4: Yeah, it was... It seemed to be more gap controlled, more one-on-one. And, and Northwestern has always known what Iowa could do in that fall, or at least in the zone scheme. And they did a little bit of that, but really, I think it was, it made more sense. And and I think in some ways it's simplified. Um, the zone is, when it's at a high level, it's as good as it gets. But when it's not, and you've got this kind of approach, then you just let your guys uh, hit guys and, and move on. And, and I think that was really effective for them. Uh, You know, and then Northwestern's not exactly like what it was last year, you know, on defense or offense, for that matter. So I think this was uh, the perfect time to employ that. And it was good to see Tyler Goodson have a good game. He, he needed one. I think this offense needed one. And I think Gavin Williams really showed, yes. showed toughness, too. I think he's... He's definitely going to have a, a, a say in the future of this offense.
1: No doubt about it. You know, I, I thought Padilla's best pass was the one that went through Jones' hands. The snap was high. You know, he didn't panic. He got the snap. He found his guy and, and Jones, who's had a really good year, difficult to criticize, but went through his hands. Doc, there's clearly a spark there. Um, this the, just you were there just seemed different as we you know kind of finished where we started here. It just seemed like you know this was a necessary move on Iowa's part.
4: Yeah, and I think you know it, it. It you just wonder if Spencer wasn't hurt, would have would it have come? Mm-hmm. What would the score have been? Would he've done more or less? I don't really know, but but I can tell you this: that you know the energy that came through when you know he, he had a, a throwback screen that one guy missed a block, and then uh, it was only two yards. But then on the next play, he threw a dig to or an out an, out, an actually out uh, to uh, to Keegan Johnson for 17 yards. The two plays later, he threw that high-point pass to Keegan Johnson for 26. It just felt like, I mean, the crowd, and it was probably 50-50 Iowa Northwestern fans, and, I mean, the crowd just instantly got energized, and so did the players. You could see them jumping around, and and I think that it it, it allows the strength of the offense to kind of shift away from the tight ends and the receivers, and we have got two, mm-hmm. maybe three really good receivers, and I think it's time that they use them more often, and, and Padilla seems very comfortable with that, so... I think it's uh, it's, a, it's the right move for right now, and uh, you know we'll see what happens against the Gophers on Saturday, but I think you can't ignore this. I think you have to write it out.
1: No doubt. It's good to see Johnson and Bruce being as big a part of that game plan. Apparently, there's no security at Ryan Field. That was one of the takeaways as well. My God. <laughs> no. That was unbelievable that those guys got on the field. You know what I'm... Bring German Shepherds. Give the guys in the yellow coats to German Shepherd. And anybody that runs onto the field, instead of having those overweight guys try and track them down and make a play, just send the dogs and get them on the ground and get back to the game. That was bad. No no security whatsoever. Anyway, Scott Dockerman from the Athletic. Doc, great to talk to you. Thank you for coming on. We will talk to you in a week's time. Thank you, Doc.
4: All right, have a good one, guys. Yep,
1: you are the same. Scott Dockerman from the Athletic. Come back. Play of the day. It's the Steelers. It's the Bears. It's the play of the day from Circus Sports next on Des Moines Sports
2: Station. 106. Trent Condon here for the Urology Center of Iowa. Now's your chance to sit on the couch guilt-free all weekend long watching football while you heal after your vasectomy from the Urology Center of Iowa. The doctors there perform my procedure in less than a half hour. Make the call to 515-400-3550. That's 400 400- 3550 and online at iowauro.com. A guilt-free football-watching weekend after your are Casts you Cast your love. Joined once again by Dr. Kelsey Sawatsky, Elite Eye Care, University Avenue in West Des Moines. I'm a contact wear, but there's always some nuisances that come up. Tell us about some of the new things that you guys have at Elite Eye Care. One of the biggest things that we're doing is myopia control. So that's slowing down the progression of the eyes changing through daily disposable contact and then through the contacts that you can sleep in at night. Then you have nothing to worry about during the day. It's awesome. It's Elite Eye Care on University Avenue in West Des Moines. And a new location, Dr. Swatsky. In Ankeny. Now we're seeing patients. The name of that practice. Family-owned since 1970, Kemker's True Value and Rental helps you buy what you want and rent what you need. Get to work on that to-do list with help from Kemker's True Value and Rental. Kempker's has all your hardware needs, plus their rental catalog is perfect for do-it-yourselfers. With two Central Iowa locations to better serve you in Grimes and Huxley, make it Kemker's True Value and Rental. Find out what they can do for you at Kempker'sTrueValue.com. That's Kempker's True like Corporation.
4: Maybe you're thinking about franchising your business or purchasing a franchise. There's an experienced and trustworthy franchise lawyer right in your backyard. Don't waste your time or money searching for a lawyer out of state when Rush Nigget is here and ready to help your business.
1: Hi, I'm Rush. I've specialized in business and franchise law for the past 25 years. I don't just want to be your lawyer. I want your business to succeed
2: as much as you do.
0: Your business needs Rush. Visit his award-winning blog at
2: RushOnBusiness.com. It's good to have Rush. Expert at
0: Culligan.com.
2: Joined by Dr. Ethan Heisman from Elite Eye Care University Avenue in West Des Moines. I suffer from dry eyes. It's not just eye drops. There's other treatments that are out there.
0: We have one of the newest treatments available in our office. It's
2: called Intense Pulsed Light or IPL. It targets the abnormal blood vessels that are the root cause of the inflammation causing dry eye. The side benefit is you don't see those blood vessels anymore. That's Elite Eye Care. 9250 University Avenue in West Des Moines and a new location, the eye company in Ankeny.
0: Back to Miller and
3: Condon on KXNO, presented by Circus Sports Iowa. All right, Miller and Condon, welcome
1: back. Des Moines Sports Station, one hundred six point three, KXNO. Bill couldn't agree with you more. There is a difference between the Wisconsin defense. And Northwestern defense, Padilla did light a spark, no doubt about it. Let's see how he does this week against the Gophers. Should he be handed the starting assignment, which most believe he will? Trent, it is time for your play of the day, Mr. I beg your pardon, Trent. Never mind, Trent. What's <laughs> Mr. Monday Night got? Mr. Monday
2: Night is ready to go. Bringing home another winner tonight with the Pittsburgh Steelers. We're going to lay the touchdown mm. with Big Ben Roethlisberger. David Montgomery back though. Apparently so. Yes, gonna make it a go. Mm-hmm. Running hasn't been a problem. It's nope. been more the offensive line and and that Steelers defense. They're 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 good. They're revved up yep. in a big way against that offensive line more than anything. I Mister Monday Night is not comfortable betting Ben Roethlisberger and leading <laughs> a touchdown on the board. That's what it is right now at circa seven.
1: Because it was six and a half for the longest it time. It was.
2: Uh, and I also saw that there was some play with juice at a couple of the properties here this morning. So probably some syndicates out there probably trying to get that thing either back down to 6.5 or getting it up to 7.5. I think it might be at 7 all day long. We shall see. I just hope it's
1: a good game. I really do. Uh, Fields going up against pretty good defense. Another lesson for him, is he
2: up to it? And if the Bears get this one, they're right back in How the conversation that? again for the playoffs. They're not very good. Well, both seven seeds right now. I mean, the Chiefs are on the outside looking in right now, believe right? it or not.
1: I think they were the eight uh, when I checked this morning a lot of football left thankfully at least in the nfl not so much in college sadly uh murph and andy in an hour and five minutes the fanatics at three iowa state coaches show tonight it gets underway at six we're miller and condon you can hear us here monday through friday from 10 until noon we appreciate you being with us on des moines sports station 106.3 kxno